Welcome back, everybody, to episode number 45 of the Odyssey podcast. I'm joined, as always, by my much more achieved, much more accomplished co-host, <laughs> Connor Campbell. Connor, how are you since the last time we spoke? Since the last time we spoke, I'm pretty good. I think a lot has happened in the last couple of couple of weeks. We've been on the busier side of things, but I'm very well. Thank you. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> Bit of a toast on you. Or you're yeah. just getting over it. Just uh, been under the weather now for for the last three or four weeks. Just seasonal stuff, but it's just kind of lingering. You know, it started off cold and cold and flu. And I would very, I'd hesitate to ever say flu, because you know yeah. when people say flu, they don't mean flu. Like flu, totally. flu can be really, really, really bad. Like mm. really detrimental to your health. Uh, I know some people who never really recovered after getting a really bad dose of the flu. Um, but you know, I was like, I was all the cold symptoms and I was kind of feverish for, for about a week and a bit. Then it went into like what I thought was my chest. The doctor said it wasn't in my chest that, you know, I had like a a nasal drip and that was causing, causing my constant, very annoying fits of coughing. Um, but now it definitely is in my chest. (laughs) I can feel it like, you know, so, um, yeah, sure. Look, I managed to, managed to train fully last week after not really being able to string together any decent training for two or three weeks before that so all is good and you know what this is actually i was thinking about this there um an hour or so ago about how good training felt in the last week and how my less is more something over nothing kind of approach to training definitely facilitated that because Although I wasn't able to string together what would be a normal training week for me, you know, your four sessions, my two squat and deadlift frequencies and three or four bench frequencies, I was using whatever time I had, like, you know, I do like a SPD session with kind of what I what I consider in my head as like maintenance weights, you know, like mm. one, 190, like I was doing like light triples, like 190 on the squat, 120 on the bench, 220 on the deadlift. And came back to full training this week and felt like I had no time off, you know, because I was just keeping totally. keeping things ticking over, and and I'm I'm really pleased with that. Maintenance weights is is like a cool idea. I, I you notice it on some people's training, like when they're having like a lazy week. Like Ken is is the perfect one for it. Yeah, because you're loading two twenty on squats again, or it's on deadlifts or something like that. Yeah. And it, I feel like it's it's like the minimum weight you can justify. A working set being or yes. something like that and it i think it's a cool side of progress when your maintenance weights kind of go up a little bit for sure yeah particularly you know? on the bench press for me um, totally totally i know yeah. we've we've kind of chronicled but you know 120 triple is pretty pretty handy now um whereas that was like a wonder max you know a couple of years ago so that's cool it was it seemed really out of reach for you a couple of years ago like that that was such a strange like a series of events that the bench just just showed up one day yeah yeah and you've held on to it though like it's not that it 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 came and went it kind of did a little bit that's a the little fucking bit, maybe, annoying thing as i was, was saying it i was like ah maybe it was maybe flying there in the first three three or four months of this year and then a few bits happened i like that i had to kind of pull back on on training a small bit and it just didn't kind of it didn't come back to you know the, it's former glory i suppose but yeah. i mean having said that i still was still i still hit a 15 kilo comp pr um which is nice and now like since i competed i've just been doing like you know 
bro style training, shit loads of upper body Working work. Out. It's been so much fun. Like I've completely nice. reversed my relationship with doing like, you know, quote unquote bodybuilding style training. Like mm. I enjoy it profusely. Now, lower body stuff, absolutely not. That can go get absolutely fucked. But upper body bodybuilding style training is just great crack. I totally, totally. understand it now. And you're, you're to, one to the, actually address yeah. what I was saying, my bench is definitely feeling it too. Do you know, I'm feeling the great. the little bit of extra mass that I'm carrying in the chest and the triceps and whatnot. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I think you're one of the few people that when they say, oh, that lower body stuff, I'll pass on that. I think you're one of the few people who I'd be like, yeah, fair enough. You don't, you don't exactly need it. <laughs> um, whereas if I say something like that, you're like, okay, maybe pal, like we include a little bit of it in there. <laughs> but um, that's really cool to hear. I think I've had the opposite. Like I just competed there a week ago and typically after competition I, I will want to do everything and anything except for SPD and this time was the total opposite I I was like annoyed that I had to to deload and I, I really did because I was battered and I, I went in a couple of times and did some fairly specific stuff and I and I was just itching to get back now I did something silly <laughs> during the week which we might talk about so I would, and I have a busy week coming up, so I was like, oh, maybe I'll deload for another week before going into a comp block, but I think I'll just treat it like an acclimation week and run the proposed microcycle and, and have it be, you know, like noticeably or like deliberately lower effort, like maybe one RPE down or yeah. cut the back off Prob- or something probably, like that. Probably with like your, like you say, maintenance, quote unquote, weights. Yeah, yeah, good shout. You know? Although like <laughs> my... Maybe we'll we'll touch on this a little bit later, but my ego having got over a little bit of a mental hump it has just blown up. And I, I think it was good that I did something silly during the week and checked myself to say, okay, yeah, maybe I, I'm not going to total 800 like next year. <laughs> was <laughs> it 270 I mean? or two? No, it was 272 you had a crack on on, on the yes. deadlift bar. Man, I think if 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 that was you know comp day and you had that same energy that that was that it was there it was just a case of like you just didn't seem to have the ability to fight through that totally one or two inches there of that you know particularly challenging part of the range of motion but, yeah um, i i think so too a couple of people laughed at me when, when i put that up but i think on the day we were a little bit conservative on deads because i was like here look i've made optimistic jumps and i've made what I thought was just a normal jump, like something that, okay, this should be fine. Yeah. And I fucked it in the past. So I was like, let's, let's just get the third pull. And especially cause we had, we had completed the main goal of the day on the second attempt. It was like, you're just, just lock it in a little bit of a total PR and, and we're grand. So even if it was a little bit undershot and I think, I think Bryce, Bryce Lewis. Yeah. Bryce, I think Bryce Lewis had, had talked about, always leaving a competition with maybe a couple of extra kilos there just to give you like something that you know you can kind of come back to it and, and, and get a little bit more and see a little bit more progress even if it's delusion like just to to feel that you can do more yep. even from the, the get-go is is nice and i'm feeling that now and it's it's really really nice awesome let's talk through it let's talk through mm. it from start to finish you competed last weekend at the october open yes Good comp, yeah. It was, I'd said from the start, like from my, from the, whatever time it was, six months out or something like that, that I said I was going to do it. 
I committed to it being the most relaxed and chilled competition prep to date. And again, a couple of people got onto me and was like, you say that now, but then as soon as you start prep properly, it'll go out the window. A number will start creeping into your head and standards and all this kind of stuff. And that, that did happen to a degree. But one thing that I was lucky happened to me in hindsight was I I met with a bit of an injury. My adductor on my hip was at me for a good long time, like really, really bad. And I was like, will I even do it? Will I not? And I figured here, look, like if, if I'm just doing it for the sake of like for the intention of, of hitting a higher total, I think that's not the not the best reason or not the best example. Do you know, like I want to do it for the love of the game and for the love of doing it and for the experience of doing it. So committed to it anyway and training was shaping up quite well, you know, and especially I think the introduction of a very top down peaking approach did an awful lot. It, it kind of left no room for I didn't need to think. I didn't need to deliberate. I just needed to execute. And the set and rep scheme put me in a position where I was loading weights that I, I typically would be very nervous about every day. And so my confidence in loading the bar got really, really high, which I think is a huge, huge thing. Like confidence coming into a meet is is so, so powerful, you know. And it, it was one of the first times, I think it was like my eighth competition or something like that, that I, I got into the warm-up room and I was like, I know exactly what this feels like. Do you know when I walked out to do my opener, even though I was, of course, a little bit nervous, I walked out like, this is so familiar and this is fine, do you know, which, was, which was really nice. So I'm going to try and remember this for the next competition, which I already have my eyes on. But I, I think I'm going to try and do a little bit more the competition week. I, I noticed noted this to somebody the week of that I, I always rate when somebody has a very distinct memory of what they've done in the lead up to competition and how they've what was good what was bad what they would change because at times for me it feels like it, it's a totally new experience but I think this time showed me that I like to be a little bit busier competition week and nearly be a little bit sore as opposed to being a bit too recovered do you know what I mean like I'd rather have have a little something going on on the day do you know what i mean sore soreness is maybe a little bit of an exaggeration but i don't want to feel the body i don't want to feel under stimulated or under aroused kind of be straddling that that wave a little bit you want to feel trained more. you don't want to feel yeah i suppose you trained yeah. yeah yeah i've often kind of battled with that comp week um comp week comp week like fatigue relationship paradigm like it often yeah. feels like a bit of a pointless <laughs> week that, that achieves little, except for maybe like, you know, we'll, we'll often do like an openers or, or last warm up session um, on the Monday. Like there's merit there because particularly with, with openers, it's like, you know, we get to kind of feel things out a little bit in, in a mm. way that isn't too, isn't too fatiguing and, but definitely is enough to keep preparedness there. But then often the, the second and third days of, of that week, you know, you're working with like probably 50% loads there, thereabouts, and it does just feel a bit ridiculous. Mm. Um, so yeah, there's definitely, I, I know what you, I know what you're saying. I think we would, we'd probably have to sit down and, and brainstorm a little bit on how, what that would look like. Maybe, maybe some slightly more stimulating work, but in a manner that wouldn't necessarily compromise us from a fatigue point of view. So like maybe some light singles, relatively speaking, yeah. Do you know, like, um, with like seventy percent loads, or maybe maybe even up to like 
80% feels like too heavy, but you know what I'm saying? That they're thereabouts. Like weight that's that is that registers as as weight, <laughs> you know? Mm. Um but but definitely isn't risking kind of shortening the peak or or you know causing causing um a spike in fatigue that maybe will affect mm. preparedness. Yeah, that'll be that's interesting. I like that. Totally. It's it's funny, like I, I've been tempted to sign up for the Galway competition, even though it's it's like twelve weeks away. It's a much shorter time frame that I want to work with. And um, just for the sake of because I had so much fun. <laughs> Don't look at me like he's shaking his head. Uh I was gonna say my reason was that I enjoyed my day so much that I want just want to do it again sooner and I don't think that's anything to shake your head at um had the, no, had the day silly, silly had, had the day gone a different way would you be saying the same thing uh, I don't know I don't know because from the start I like after my opener squat and my, my warm-ups didn't feel great because my, my squats in particular like the last couple of weeks weren't flying as much as i wanted them to obviously um i'd fucking want to squat 400 kilos like if i could but um i was kind of changing i was setting up either one of two ways and i set up another way for all my warm-ups and my opener and it was just a little bit wide a little bit loose and and it just felt like crap and and with the call that you made for the second and i think it was the right call i sat down after my opener and did I think the exact opposite of what we encourage people to do is that I sat there and I thought to myself, like, right, I've I fucked this. But you know what? There's going to be another meet and that's OK. So I, I said, here, look, I, I, I said to you, you make the calls and I'll do I'll lift the weights. That's it, you know, and the calls are made and I lifted the weights and, and I changed the, the setup ever so slightly, just like moved my grip in one finger width a kind of a similar move with my foot stance and it was just just felt so much more stacked second move better than the opener and i feel like the third then moved better than the opener as well and it's funny i was really really happy with how squats went even though it was two and a half kilos less than what i hit at my last meet just because we made the good calls and we made all my attempts you know and it's it's it was 10 kilos less than my comp best and i didn't really care I was like, right, let's just go into bench. We were kind of still on track to hit 400 dots was the main goal of the day, no matter what. Regardless of the total, to hit 400 dots was the main goal of the day. Um, and I weighed in 85.8, so pretty close to what I wanted to weigh in at. I wanted to weigh in at around 85 kilos because that, that made the goal of 400 dots more attainable, in my mind anyway, from a total point of view. I needed 605 I think 602 was like 399.3 something. Uh, so I needed 605 total, which would have been two and a half kilos less than my total PR from June 2022. So coming into bench, bench was moving like weirdly well. Mm -hmm. uh, and like the last two weeks, I think before the competition, bench just one session, it was the session that Cormac came to Chaos. Like I, my day four bench was like a, a three count paused single at eight it went up like 10 kilos one week and i was like okay like this <laughs> fair enough because because bench in the whole of prep like since my cut bench was the thing that took the biggest hit and it took an enormous hit um so i i kind of wasn't expecting anything for bench i wasn't expecting to even match oh excuse me my comp pr 
and I think it was either a five kilo or two and a half kilo comp PR. I don't know what I've hit in comp, but I finally got one forty in comp, and it was it was great. It was I was grand, a little nervous. Yeah. You know what? Nervous. I I had identified. Obviously, I hadn't said this to you because I uh, we had talked about the goal being four hundred dots. Mm. Maybe I'd asked you how you felt about bench and the bench number that we had said we kind of needed to make this happen. For me, bench it was where I thought maybe if we were going to fall short of four hundred dots, that bench was going to be where it would happen. Totally, you know, yeah. I thought we'd probably end up just based on training, based on just kind of the me knowing um, that you had cut a lot of weight and maybe allowing that bias to kind of, you know, play into things. Um, I was thinking we'd probably end up with like a 132-ish third attempt or second attempt and then maybe a struggle then to, to, to go beyond that for our mm-hmm. third and you come out. I think I even said it to you on the day, didn't I? I was like, man, what the fuck is going on? Like your uh, your last warm up. When were you feeling this way? Were you feeling this way like two weeks out or like yeah, yeah, day just of? just some 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 two or three weeks out of competition. Oh yeah, maybe fair. Four that's weeks. totally fair. Because comp day, then I was I was looking at you stupid after your last warm up. I was like, what was that? That was hilarious. Your your opener was the exact same. Your second attempt was class. I think second attempt was one thirty five, right? It was, yeah. And I was anxious because mm-hmm. like two and a half kilos could could make or break this do you know so yeah and we made again you put the call in my hands totally and i had no idea what i was going to write on write on the piece of paper as i was walking to the table to put in your attempt i just said when i get to the table i'll decide and uh yeah fuck we threw in 140 and it was it was the right call not not that it would have mattered because we'll touch on yeah that's true but um no it was class it was awesome I, there was one change I'd made, I think it was more than four weeks out, though. Like It was literally just, I think I remember Don Stacy saying at a Westerns in 2022 about like chalking the back of her head because when she sets up, she gets right up on top of the back of her head. And I remember hearing Melvin saying it recently on, on Iron Ian's podcast and, and just taking that little bit extra time in my setup, like it's still fairly low maintenance. Do you know, I like a low maintenance kind of no frills bench setup because i feel like if you're getting called for something you won't have time to do your setup again so i like a fairly nice and easy straightforward setup i just tighten it up that little bit more and place my feet in a little bit closer to the bench a little bit further away from the bench or away from my head and it just feels so repeatable and and one thing i've been doing as well is (laughs) disconnecting my arms from my thoracic cavity because i'm i hate the idea of like pinning your scapula to the bench because if i want my yeah. my arms to move your scapula are not going to be pinned okay i feel so, like so that's, trying to separate that yeah i feel like that's such a common misconception is this idea of like scapular retraction being mm. an important part of the bench press i think it's actually oftentimes going to be yeah. detrimental yeah totally but that small change now not saying that that's better but like we had said in the past, but focusing on something and, and making something consistent and repeatable mm-hmm. did a lot. And, and bench felt very, very consistent. And it, it seemed to be one lift for age is that <laughs> it's a roll of the dice on the day, whatever setup that I get or whatever setup that I do. And again, on the competition day, it felt just so familiar. And it's such a nice feeling to be like, I've been here so many times before. I just need to do the same thing again. Yep. You know, because we often see people who shit the bed on the day just by doing something different, yep. uh, uh, like being reactionary or just 
I don't know if, if it's not even a conscious decision but yeah bench bench was great either a two and a half or a five kilo competition PR I'm not too sure uh, but nice to get over that milestone and a big, big confidence boost coming into deads because I knew all that I needed to hit was 255. And that was like a planned second attempt for me. Um, it felt fine. felt like no major fatigue and no kind of sickness in the stomach, which is a super common competition thing for me. Uh, coming into deads, I felt totally, totally fine. And warm-ups again. I thought our opener was a little bit light, but look it, it didn't matter like it doesn't matter what your openers are really so long as they put you in a position oh excuse me to to like make your other attempts do you know so i opened with 240 and honestly it, it didn't feel great you know what i mean mm-hmm. I, I don't know how you felt about it like when you when i came off i kind of looked at you like what uh what do you what do you think and you said oh there's only one answer or there's only one way and i was like okay what's what what is that and you just went off so i was like fair enough you knew full well man you fucking gave me a nod back to that you knew fully what was going on i actually didn't i was like is is he gonna fuck me now or something like is he gonna ruin ruin this on me you knew 255 Um, was going on that bar man 255 and again like i had been calm in competitions in the past up until deadlifts where i throw the toys at the pram and act like a fool and I, I said I just throw the headphones in, and actually didn't even mean to bring them, but I'm glad I, I'm glad they were there. Yeah. Just keep me in my own little world, and I just had fun with it. You know, I was listening to fun music. Whenever something kind of crazy came on on Spotify, I just skipped it. I was like, I don't need that right now. Mm-hmm. And like two or three lifters ahead of me, I took them off just to kind and and get into the world again. And <laughs> I remember for my second. Like Keane and Michael Wilson were coming up to me, and I was like, "Leave me alone! Don't say anything to me. Just, just leave me. <laughs> just leave me do this." And and you did the same, and we were grand. Two fifty five felt amazing, um, just by again another little 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 thing, in the last like four weeks that I kind of tweaked, which is generally again something we don't encourage people to do, was just taking my time on the floor a little bit more. Like, I think in the past, I wanted things to just feel like an empty bar and I would do a very controlled grip and rip, but it's still a grip and rip. And you lose the weight forward. Totally. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Fucking all the time. And I had nearly been approaching them like paused deadlifts because I I, I'm more consistent on the floor with pause work because I know I'm going to fucking stop as soon as it leaves the floor. Do you know? And they're so much more consistent. So I up until the comp day and on the day I was treating it, as if I was going to have to pause it. Yep. And it, it just worked. And I suppose after the 255, like the, the goal was done. And it was, I was anxious about losing focus because I knew my main goal had been achieved. Mm-hmm. I was anxious about like switching off. And a secondary goal, a very important secondary goal was to, for the first time in fucking five years, I don't know, to get my third pull. We, I don't think we were, there was too, there was, wasn't too much deliberation on the third. It was kind of just like, here, this is a nice, a nice five kilo jump to match my fucking gym PR that I hit three years ago. Mm. Um, it was again, three, three, nine for nine. Yeah, it was again, just a case of it really being the only weight we were, we were going to put on the bar. We were never yeah. going to put 2.5 more or less 
than 260 on the bar, you know? So it wasn't even yeah. a conversation. I think I just walked off again and put totally, 260 yeah. on because it gave you a 2.5 kilo comp PR, total PR as well, totally, which, yeah. man, so I man. did not see that coming. I absolutely <laughs> did not think that that was going to be the case. So that was great. No, me neither. No, especially after squats. But, but, but I had said this to somebody, I think I said it to Keen. Like the first squat, I know I got it, but it, it did in my head, it didn't go my way because I wanted like 210 to 220, and I only included 210, I think, after the fact in that bracket because that was what was going to put me in the position to make that that 400 dots. And when I got 210, I was like, or no, sorry, when I got 195 from my opener and it didn't move great, and we went to 202, I was like, right, I fucked this and that's okay there's going to be another competition and i think there was that moment that made the rest of the day do you know and it's kind of nice when your first one doesn't go to plan because then you're like it's not going to be the perfect day and that's okay yeah that that was like your almost like your superhero origin story moment <laughs> you know with great power and then bang you just fucking that whatever i i remember there was like a thing we were saying and i forget what it was but it was like cuz like no i obviously say it again it was no doubt no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> That's Connor of old, who who was full of doubt, but for some reason trying to tell everyone there was no doubt. Um, <laughs> that was Gandalf the Grey. I'm Gandalf true. the White. <laughs> true, true, true. Um, no, nah, because like, of course I knew, like we had discussed what kind of approach we wanted to have and that, that mm. calm, that calmness and, and just the fun vibe. Like anytime you didn't have your earphones on, we were just cracking jokes and having a laugh with the lads and that's exactly mm. what I wanted because I had noticed in the past that your best performances on the kind of individual attempt level seem to come after, you know, you just were having the crack, you know? Mm. Um, but there was a thing we were kind of, it was the closest thing to hype all day and I forget what it was. It was just like, it was so super basic, but we were kind of repeating it, you know, when we were going into attempts that really mattered for the the total it's like your your third squat, your third bench, your second and third deads. It was like dig in or commit or something something along those lines. Um, but it was just really cool to see you actually keep it calm like we had planned, but still have that kind of actionable um, hype, for lack of a better term, in yeah. the form of that. You know what I mean? The a word we often use that I kind of giggle whenever I use it anyway is arousal and, and balancing it. And I think it was balanced so well. Like, I, I was in it. Yeah. I wasn't going crazy. It was, it was just exactly what I needed. And, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to remember what we were saying, but it's. I think the beauty of it is, is that it was so organic. Like, we weren't... It's not that... Remember this tagline for later, because it'll look yeah. great on a poster or on a podcast or something. It was just... It, it probably felt very appropriate. And, and dig in and commit... Commit is one I find myself using in the gym a lot, and it's. I know there's you. We could talk about the validity of like shouting cues at people, but I I feel like sometimes some words like that are effective, you know. Especially like, this is supposed to be hard. Like yeah. this is what hard feels like. Just commit to it, you know, and stick it out. It is is one that I think can be particularly valuable, you know. But but yeah, no, it's, and on the day, it it didn't feel tiring. I think maybe a lot, maybe it's just me, but a lot of the fatigue that I felt in the past on comp day 
is from just going ballistic and and you're like maybe i was just tiring myself out by going mad for no reason but but it's staying conserved and, and just exerting myself on the platform not on the fucking warm-up room mm-hmm. being a nuisance um maybe <laughs> is, is something that that just helped out on the day but no it was it was a perfect level perfect level of hype and and aggressiveness and, and confidence coming into it do you know mm-hmm. and it's yeah, I really didn't expect a total PR either, and, uh, and it's. I think in the past, if if you had said a comp to comp, I would get a two and a half kilo total PR. I would have like snuffed at it, like sure, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and this time around, it's like, oh my god, I got I got a total PR. Yeah, like but I I didn't anticipate that at all. I do think it's um, it was kind of a this comp was a bit of a mission statement for yourself, you know. Um, I think that this comp was kind of, I think this has laid the groundwork for what I think is going to be a very successful 2024 and beyond totally, yeah. for you as a, as a powerlifter. I think, um, you know, we've, we've learned an awful lot about you and your training and, and your comp day and like the, the, mm. your comp day meta, you know, most effective tactic available. And I just think we can now pull everything together and, and really, you know, push. What did you call it? It's a game. What was that? It's a game. I regretted saying it as soon as I said it, which is why I explained it. The meta. I thought it was going to be a last dance thing because you're rocking your Chicago Bulls thing. Your your meta most most effective tactic available. That's cool. Like I I don't think that's a. It's super lame if you knew kind of the type. Oh of no doubt. Yeah. No no yeah. doubt. But I think it's good. Um. No, That's I've, interesting. I've, I've regretted that now. <laughs> sorry to sorry to highlight it. <laughs> You're like, hmm, let's move past this this admission or this. I'm showing a a slight glint of who I really am. Let's hope that's unnoticed. <laughs> Zoom in on that sucker there. What's that? Um, yeah, I think so too. It's it's and and one thing I want to be really conscious of going forward, and one thing I encourage everyone to be conscious of is is this kind of maybe deep down internal dialogue they may not be super apparent and i'd noted in the past that like i had nearly accepted especially after february and and a pretty disappointing day that i'm getting no stronger than this do you know and and i think it's on you and and your training partners and your coach as well to notice if you're kind of locked into a cycle of either sandbagging or just repeating the same weights over again or like this aversion to loading the bar and and pushing yourself because i think there's an awful lot of room for that and you can if you look for it you can find an awful lot of reasons to be proud of yourself and happy with the progress that you're making and i think equally like if you want to spin your wheels you fucking easily can as well do you know and i think it's i i like challenging some people on on some sets that they put up or like Stephen Duffy is one I was chatting to him this morning as we're prepping for for his first competition in a while and because Duffy is an interesting one because he's I'd nearly call him a dual sport athlete because he's a he's a really really good golfer and like over the summer he says like golfing season and we do very little powerlifting maybe one or two or, or if we're doing really well three sessions a week but golf is his focus during the summer and then over the winter he's the powerlifter and he'd be doing four or five sessions a week when you're not able to golf as much do you know and and one thing i'd said to duffy in his like first block proper block back in a while is like you're being a bit of a baby with these weights that you're using and i and i use that terminology with him because 
I love him. <laughs> and I, I have that relationship with him. Like, I wouldn't say that to any old client. You're also actually family also as well. also family, you know, yeah. so I can say, Duffy, you're being a bit of a bitch now. Would you would you cop on and, and just load the bar a little bit more? And I, I didn't even care if it was maybe a little bit overshot. It's just like yeah. getting over these humps and these barriers and getting my third attempt, my third pull, feels like uh, we're over this hump now. And it kind of clears the way for, for progress now. And... Another person I, I want to shout out is Sean O'Brien. She doesn't even compete in powerlifting, but but anyone who's been in and around chaos knows her, and she was stuck at like a 100-kilo a squat milestone for a long, long time. Like she was doing reps with like 92, 95, and then like would just fail 100 because it's, it's this big milestone, you know? And as soon as she got over it, like she's squatting 100 every day. She's squatting in excess of 100 every day. Like it's, you can, you can put numbers and put things on a pedestal and and make them difficult to get over do you know it's something that i'm i'm super aware of now myself and and i'm trying to have numbers and sets and competitions as markers and things to be to note and say oh this is great this is nice not put them on a pedestal and make them this giant obstacle to overcome like you could totally get in your way with shit like that you know so it's i do feel like i've gotten over a big hump with that Excuse me. <laughs> and the funny story I alluded to earlier on is I was looking at what maybe I theoretically I could have hit on the day. And I was adding up these numbers like I feel like I could have had a, a good spin at 215 to 220 on the squad if I really tidied it up. And I think yeah. oh, maybe the 220, <laughs> uh, 140, maybe 142 on the bench. And I was like. Jeez, I could have had a good crack at 270 on the, on the deadlift. <laughs> and I swear to God, I messaged Cormac Dagg and I was like, what are the Nats standards for 83s and 93s? And I'm surprised he didn't just laugh at me and tell me to go fuck myself. But he told me and I was like, oh, maybe. And I went into the gym then on Thursday or something like that. And I, I, I wasn't going to do anything silly because I said I want to manage fatigue and pop into a proper block next week. And of course, Stephen Duffy was there and he was like, what are you doing? You're maxing out today. And I was like, go away, you. No, <laughs> so I'm not in, not in the form to be maxing out. And I was like, I'm doing some kind of deadlift. And he goes, are you doing like deadlift bar? And just see see what you get up to. And I was like, ah, I might. <laughs> and I was going to do like a set of five with 180 or something. And I was messing around. And I said, ah, I'll do 220 single and see what the crack is. And it felt like an empty bar. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to pull 600 pounds today. <laughs> Moved to 250x, and that felt super, super easy. Looking back in the video, it wasn't actually amazing. And I was going to jump straight to 272, and Stephen Duffy and Stephen McCollum were like, here, treat it like it was a meet, and maybe go 265 for a nice PR first, and then go 272. And 265, for what, never mind not physically being in the condition to max out, from yeah. fatigue and just a total lack of fucking arousal um 265 didn't budge because i was like laughing trying to set up for it yeah and then i was like hmm, no the number just didn't matter to me enough that was the issue so i'm gonna <laughs> load 272 anyway and have have a crack at it and i failed that as well believe it or not uh, and i was like okay i'm gonna take it easy manage my fatigue and I I threw on straps and I took 220 for an AMRAP to try and get 10, which I feel like I would have gotten easily had I not failed 
two max effort for attempts, not five minutes beforehand. Got seven. It was grand. And then I was in bits. And I met to train on Friday because Gordon Bedlow was up. Sorry, Gordon. I I went out on the beer instead. So sorry about that. Um, and then I was in bits yesterday. And I took the chance to mess around with the slingshot because I'd like to, I'd like to mess around with some kind of overloady stuff on bench. I, I heavily dislike the block, the board press. You know, it, it feels so weird and so alien. And, and I'm also really shit at it as well. So slingshot might be nice. I think it's similar enough, but still overloady enough. It felt great yesterday. Could be fun. Could be so fun. I'm excited. Excited. But look, we could talk about quote-unquote off-season or improvement season, whatever you want to talk about it. Uh-huh. Timing coming into next competitions, when that'll be, what do you want to do? Because like that over 400 dots hump was was is a really nice short-term goal because it's so uh it's not distinct but like it's you know what i mean it's, it's yeah, a real yeah. tangible short-term goal yeah, i got 404 it's a big number. which i was really happy with yeah. um and i i know you said it on the day that you're like oh shit like if if, if this comes together he might he might have dots me so that might be another another goal I'll try and you. put it very far out of reach before you get a chance. You fucking <laughs> probably will as well, to be honest. Yeah, because I'm. I was not to talk shit about Cormac Dag because he had. A, I think he had a great competition. I wasn't. I don't know if I've chatted to him about it because we had a heap of people who did it, and I think we should chat about a few of them. Um, did Cormac's go down in dots, even though he was got a he, competition PR on each one? Just he did because he's bulking, like he's gaining weight. Yeah, he. I think he went down like. Point one of a dots or something to that effect, something oh, right. tiny, but yeah, he he, uh, he hit a total PR, all right. Um, he had a great day. Cormac had an excellent day out, all considering. He seems to just be so, like I think in terms of approaches on the day, I think his is one. Like if you were to emulate any of them, it's his. And you can correct me if I'm wrong because you you just coach be, the guy, but just be a total dope in the warm. Be room. here now, be here yeah. now, baby. He's just so <laughs> he just seems so like nonchalant. But like, still executes. Do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does show up on comp day, really, for for the most mm. part. To be very fair to him, and I, I like to say of Cormac that he's surprisingly strong. He is, yeah. Like every <laughs> time, like he is strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where that came from. Maybe it was it's the years of consistent training, something like that, and yeah. the abstinence from alcohol. So, so maybe that's it. Um. This sounds terrible. Is there anything else you want to ask me about the the day or the 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 weeks and blocks and comps to come, or or do you want to have a look at some of the other performances on the day? Because there was a load of people competed. So and we'll the do both. Was fucking crazy. Okay, we'll do both. I just want to that say first of all, my monster, that I would have been exactly. I would have been with you on the whole deadlift bar single thing in terms of jumping from two fifty straight to two seventy two. I would have called the two lads losers and told them to shut up. About, that's what you know, they are like giving you good advice <laughs> fuck off we're doing a deadlift bar single here this is not about being smart um and then fact you would have failed it anyway so it wouldn't yeah, matter. So it doesn't yeah. matter yeah um but yeah <laughs> so tell me this let's let's throw something out because it's something i've done on the podcast and i've actually felt it to be very um beneficial in ways i've put some some big goals of mine some some Oh, grand goals some big ambitions out into the into the ether and i know i know there's some people who who heard and remember and kind of hold me to it which is I nice <laughs> um just like in terms of like 
wanting to compete more often um, yes. and, you know, ultimately wanting to work towards wearing the Aero singlet. Like, that's always, in my eyes, been, like, the the top of the hill for um, for tested powerlifting, you know? Mm. Um, so so that's, that's, like, what I'm working towards over the next, you know, five to ten years. Um, shorter time scale, but but similar kind of idea. What's what's next? Like, what's the goal? What what do you want from twenty twenty four as a powerlifter? It's a super simple question, and i I don't know if I've thought about it maybe in that exact frame of mind. Do you know? Um, Even if it's like a total man, or just like you know the the typical like three the three numbers like is is there something that jumps to mind not really like i i, I was looking at march right for phenom and i'd like to increase my dots cool. do you know and i'm i'm going to be gaining weight i i, I think the, the bulk in the body weight is something i'm i'm documenting on instagram i'm really happy with how i'm documenting it it's silly but i'm i'm looking forward to looking back at at all the incremental steps and stages and it's kind of, kind of keeping me accountable so competing hitting a pr on the bo- on the body weight is something that 2024 is going to bring at least two competitions i'm looking at march and phenom because i haven't competed properly in in phenom i competed at their mock meet in 2021 but i'd like to do a proper competition in phenom and experience that that great atmosphere um I'd like to compete as a 105 for the first time at the end of 2024. Not like I do a fucking Cormac Dag on it. Like a proper 105. 105. Let's go. Will, will maybe, you maybe still be doing the naked? Five kilos. Will you still be doing the naked pictures in the garden with your toes out at 105? No, I'd probably I'd probably be wearing a jumper <laughs> at that stage. Uh, hopefully, hopefully. I'm I'm curious because we'd spoken about this, I think, on the last episode about like health and, and just being able to tolerate the body composition at that weight although i maybe my ego will will eclipse it because i remember in during covid i i have a ton of training footage from the shed and i felt fucking shredded so i i did a ton of it like and it was roasting so i did a a ton of it like just in in my shorts like i was like this when will i have this chance again I remember I felt shredded and massive and I was trying to clear some space on my phone. I look back at some of the videos and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is this? Like, you're delusional, pal. Like, put a shirt on. Um, and and I saw Andrew Rowe put up a, a lovely shirtless pic there on a story. And now he's maybe an outlier, but he's fucking jacked at like 99. So I'm like, maybe I'll look a bit like that. Or I was chatting briefly, I think, to Andrew Blackwood and he's like 110 or something. I, I think he's cutting down a little bit, but like, why am I so afraid to, to go up into the hundred and something? Like, I think I'm tall and, and long enough to, to give it a bash. Do you know? Um, yep. So to compete at 105 would be nice. But in terms of specific numbers, nothing no, like nothing really comes to mind. Like, I'd, I'd like to pull 600 pounds in in competition. One other thing, one slight tangent. I think if I was to try and be negative about the competition, I would have said, sure, I pulled 263 years ago. And I'm going to say, no, I didn't, because I pulled it in the gym. And I think from now on, I'm I'm only going to really count comp PRs. Do you know? Um, yep. Anyway, 
no that's yeah, a to- that's an important tangent and it's one that i found myself repeating over the weekend to a lot of the, totally, the younger yeah. the younger fellas that we had lifting who would have maybe hit x number in the gym and try to argue with my attempt selection based on that and it's a different it's a different business like Hold, totally yeah nobody cares what you do in chaos of a tuesday do it on the platform you know and it also kind of maybe creates this incentive to compete a little bit more often or you know find find a few more wins as, as we do say but I, I must kind of scratch around in my brain a little bit for for numbers goals like i think the way I kind of planned it out, and I think I have loads of scribbles on paper here of the gain of the body weight and, and like some lift kind of markers. I'd like to increase my five and three rep maxes. I think that'd be a cool thing to focus on in training to take maybe the numbers, there's the focus away from the singles, you know, because I feel like there's a lot of progress can be made in the three and five rep max markers. Yeah. And of course, that will potentiate to gains on the platform, you know. And and maybe to kind of steer away from the hyper specific training blocks that I resort to because I think they're a little bit more fun. Do you know? I think the more quote unquote developmental side of things at the three and five rep marker that I've avoided could be very very productive. So I'm going to try and a few, maybe a few ideas for that. Um, but in terms of competition, I'd love to add dots to you actually. You and I think I did. Did I add dots, Cormac? No, I don't think so. Okay, you didn't need to answer that so quickly. Um, what was your dots? I was closer. 404.36, and I only remember the 0.36 because a client of mine, Oshin Blaney Short, uh, who's very strong, he's nearly as strong as he thinks he is, uh, total, no, got 404.35, which is hilarious. Yes. <laughs> so, oh, hold on a second here. You did out dots, Cormac. There you go. Yeah, four oh three for Cormac. Nice, 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 Cormac. nice. There we go. <laughs> there we go. But um, it'll be cool to see how the dots goes with um, with the increase in body weight. I'd like to compete at ninety kilos. I think that's a nice timeline for for the bulk. I'd like to compete at ninety kilos in March. Now, I'm anxious of going too quickly and just like literally just putting on fat. Um, but I also want to make sure that I'm hitting these markers. So that I'm not just spinning my wheels, you know, it's it's tricky. It's very when tricky. You say, the rate of gain is tough. Yeah, when you say just putting on fat, what do you expect the majority of the mass you add is going to be? It's going to be fat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I, I know that. I know that. But I know if I put on, uh, or what? how far are we at? We're 20 weeks out. Kind of sad that I know that. But if I put on six kilos in 20 weeks evenly over 20 weeks i would be confident that a little bit of that a little bit more of that is going to be muscle as opposed to if i put on six kilos in four weeks or eight weeks or 16 weeks do you know it's it's a time frame that starts to make a little bit or it starts to mean a little bit of something like six months when you're talking about putting on a little bit of muscle and maybe not for somebody of my training age and and maybe my genetics. I'm not too sure. Like this is the first proper consistent controlled bulk that I've ever done. So I'm I don't know how I'm gonna respond. Do you know it's it's gonna be fun and, and it's gonna be interesting. It is fun and it is interesting already. So that's a rate but, of gain of about what, five kilos four or five kilos in twenty weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just kinda of doing the maths off the top of my head a little bit, but one to one point five percent per month is what uh, I'm okay. I like for. 
I like that it's you're doing it percentage based because of course that's yes. going to scale the heavier you get, right? Okay, cool. totally. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah. and and it's look, I've noticed even over the course of building up the competition that <laughs> there's days I had weigh-ins, and and if you notice my sheet, my weigh-ins are not very consistent. But I, I, it's not consistent in me tracking it, but I, I do it most days. But I know that if I've been weighing like 85.4, 85.6, 85.2, 87, I'm like, well, that's just silly. Like, I'm not going to throw that into the sheet and fuck up my numbers because that's an outlier because I had a fucking pizza last night or I didn't go to the bathroom last night. Like it's, I don't weigh, it's not that I gained a kilo of fat or a kilo and a half of fat, do you know? It's so that you have a kilo of contents in your stomach. <laughs> is what it yeah. is. Um, yeah, so it's it's. I'm gonna try and keep it consistent like that, or I like have an idea of where I'm sitting or where I'm gonna be. Do you know, um, numbers are fudged in places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe it's. I don't know if if disregarding outliers is more appropriate or less appropriate. Mm-hmm. I feel like it. I think it's more appropriate. Do you know? Um, I got a first. We, we would disregard them. I probably should know this. We would disregard them anyway you know yeah so like it doesn't really matter because if we looked at it in kind of on the macro side of things they would just be disregarded you know Mm. due to the nature of just like analyzing data in the macro totally yeah okay so maybe maybe i'm being proper when i say that but it like in terms of specific numbers apart from the deadlift i don't really have any um there's a couple of things that'd be nice like hit four reds in in comp squat 145 or 150 particularly 145 because that's your your two reds and a green do you know 155 cooler i mean fucking yeah like what 180 <laughs> like what 200 like, what? but i think Why the fuck not i think you know i don't think that's i none of any any of that is unrealistic at all based on you totally. know the idea of gaining as well jumping up a class or two or no one mm. class sorry one class we're not competing yeah. in the 120s <laughs> i feel like i could have competed at 83 like i was anxious about the the idea of doing that i don't know if i would have had a, as good of a day i feel like i probably would have like it, it honestly wasn't a huge difference and um, yeah it literally doesn't matter it's like yeah. one of those things it's just like arbitrary you know you competed mm. at 85 are you a 93 you know what i mean like yeah you i guess so but you're not um so it's one of those things that just doesn't matter but i do i do like the idea of you being 100 kilos and and training really hard and fueling training with a lot of food because naturally you will be eating probably you know a lot more at that Mm. point um and i'd be confident that regardless of that kind of end point you're you know you're gonna be fine like your actual body composition at that point is irrelevant because it's just a goal, right? So when you get to that goal, then you'll reassess and decide where you want to go. And if it's back down, then yeah. cool. Like you've abs- you've proved to you and to me and to everyone who has the misfortune of following you on Instagram <laughs> that you're more than capable of sticking to a dietary um, protocol and achieving mm-hmm. achieving a you know composition or body weight related outcome. That's an important point, and I and I'll hold that to a lot of people. I was chatting about this to Michael Wilson because. I've been at, he's gained in the last two years he's just about having gained 20 kilos in body weight and I I if there's any adherence that I've had or any improved dietary adherence I've had over the last two years it's because of him and the adherence that he's shown 
you know and you've seen it like he's he's he's, he's willow squared um i, I said it to, he kind of mentioned starting to cut down a little bit uh especially like in an off-season side of thing and i was like sure bulk to 100 kilos and he weighs like 86 or something at the moment uh, like because he was proper light when, when we started working together and he obviously wasn't thrilled at the idea because we were like I, I pushed him like we'll go 93s 93s properly because in terms of building muscle you know the time that you're in a surplus is the thing the more time that we can commit to this the better just stick it out stick it out because you can cut so fucking quickly in comparison do you know and that's always something that you can you can pull out do you know it it will not take long like fucking six weeks eight weeks ten weeks twelve weeks like a fraction of the time that you spent bulking you'll be fucking shredded do you know and, and gags is another one i want to shout out gags and we're yeah. going to talk about other people who competed but gags cut i think quite a bit more than i did and got stronger 16 kilos 16 kilos he dropped Man. gags is honestly my inspiration for this upcoming cut to 93 um, I say upcoming, I should be two months into it, but I'm not. So make of that what you will. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he's the inspiration because it's like, damn, I like, I feel like a lot of these barriers we place around uh, weight gain and weight loss are, are uh, psychological, you know? Totally, yeah. And I love seeing, now, of course, we speak of outliers. He very well might just be one. But, you know, it's it's cool to see nonetheless, like he hit a five kilo total PR. He totaled 695 in a three way battle for first place at a, in the 93s, which is really, really cool to see three mm. savage 93 lifters battling it out at an open. Three lads who I reckon, you know, in the coming years will be will be in that kind of 93 kilo nationals, you know, podium Absolutely. race. Um, And yeah, he did it after losing 16 kilos. His dots went up. <laughs> His dots went from 418 to 446 in a six-month period, um, which is just nuts, you know. So yeah, no, big shout out to Gags. And actually, his his previous meet was in wraps as well on the squad. What? Yeah, and he he hit a five kilo total PR on a wrapped meet. Do you so, know what his total PR from his last sleeved meet is? Yeah, 670. So that's a 25 kilo total pr and a Fuck. 40 kilo 40 dots in, uh, increase um so like yeah no for me that is the the definitely the inspiration there i i don't want to add this in like i think this is <laughs> it's a good thing it might be insulting he's no spring chicken either he's not in college he's, he's been he around for a long time been Gags has been in the sport uh, as long as not i think longer than me i think gags I want to say I have the open powerlifting here. His first comp, oh my god, his first comp was in 2013. Blech. Yeah, some dude's Man. been dude's been in the sport for 10 years, more than 10 years. Coming, you know, and pushing making his- gains like this. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's encouraging. That's very encouraging. Very you know, nice. like it's. I turned 26 a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, right, I'm done. That's that's me. Like this fucking negative self talk creeping in again. But but to see people like him make huge gains while losing weight just by being so consistent and and obviously not being afraid 
to load weights and and in that not being afraid to fail some sets or to, or to now i don't know if he has but i know like some sets have been heavier than he's he's hoped but but not being afraid to to kind of push push the envelope a little bit i think is hugely hugely underrated do you know so so huge huge respect to him he's i think i can say for the two of us that he's a big inspiration to the two of us but it, like if, if we wanted to pull out a bunch of lifters or a bunch of performances from over that weekend that are fucking inspirational we absolutely can like a weirdly <laughs> a weirdly stacked open competition and and the 93s was a perfect example of it like shay eli and gags never mind fucking thomas mccarthy and, and i'll put Oshin up there like Oshin, <clears throat> it should be a big inspiration to a lot of the guys his age like do you know it, it's it was a really really high standard and i kind of love that the top three lifters are three of the like nicest guys in irish powerlifting mm-hmm. it's just i think it sets a really nice optic for the sport is that you can be a gentleman you can be a sweetheart and just be a fucking savage <laughs> as well do you know mm-hmm. for sure yeah no it, honestly it was an excellent comp it was um across the board it was just so much fun it was a lot of kind of important ones important individual performances there for myself yeah. as well um in in obviously a lot of my own athletes that i've i work very closely with and, and i have been working closely with for a very long time um you more so than anyone i think we've been we've been together together as if we're in a <laughs> relationship i've been coaching for like what like yeah at least six years now right it's yeah, seven years, and I, Soraya will hate me for saying this, because I got with Soraya and you, to make it just sound even worse, at roughly the same time. I think I, I was with Soraya like two or three months, and I did my first competition, and I met you then, and I rebuffed your advances for the, <laughs> for the, first, for the cur- first couple of weeks, and then I was like, oh shit, I actually don't know what I'm talking about. Please help me. <laughs> oh man, imagine if you stuck to your guns on that. What, what, what a different world we would live in right now. I'd be like a fucking black belt in jiu-jitsu and I'd have like multiple Ironmans under my belt. <laughs> and I'd be like, no, I'm only joking. I, I would have, I don't know. Fuck knows. God. <laughs> um, Who knows, man? But ESP yeah, might still be a thing. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Redacted. Um, <laughs> Leah. Leah, my little sister, competed. Had a great day. Really, really proud of her. Um, obviously, you coach Leah. Um, but just being there and seeing her do the damn thing and and mm. really get into it and um show up on all on all three did she go nine for nine no she missed her last pull eight for nine yeah eight for nine. but ah, she got that last pull like people in the gym totally, here yeah. at home have been who know her have been asking me what she hit and i'm just saying 137 because she Fact, did yeah um um so yeah that was awesome she's she's she is a power lifter now that was her second mm. comp and i have no doubt that she'll be be a mainstay now because i never I didn't push her into it at all. I never pressured her. I didn't even, I didn't even mention it to her. Powerlifting. She mm. went to college last year and she joined UCC powerlifting of her own accord and um, has just done the thing. So um, it's really, yeah, I'm really proud to see that. Um, I could go through everyone. I could go through everyone. Like um, Des- I had Desmond, I had Cormac in the in the AM. Desmond mm. just being way too strong makes no sense. Yeah, really <laughs> impressed with his training and the build up to it. Yeah, and he's just got, and I hope you wouldn't mind me saying this, he just has like real funky looking technique, and I absolutely yeah. love it because <laughs> it just it just looks hilarious. Like for a fella to be like he he feasibly could squat two twenty. Do you know what I mean? Totally. And 
and it just isn't, you know, he just doesn't look like he should be able to squat 220. <laughs> mm. And I love I, that. I agree, and, and sorry now, Desmond, because I, I chatted to you a couple of times, and I I remember, I don't know what he lifted in unis, but I remember being like, geez, if this lad squats 150, I think he'd be doing real well. And he's putting up like, did he squat 210 in training? He did, yeah. Uh, and I was like, where the fuck is this coming from? But it just keeps showing up. And I think it's great to have people like him who lift maybe a little bit unconventionally. Yep. Because it's like you can get silly strong and it and it can look different. Yeah. And that's okay. Like it doesn't matter what it looks like. If it if it works for you, it fucking works for you. It kind of is a mission it's kind of a I don't know. It, it it's in line with our philosophy, right? Totally, totally. Like he lifts in a very kind of different looking manner because he's proportionally he's quite different. You know, he's quite unique in terms of the way he's built. Mm. And you would never like if you looked at his build from a from a biomechanics point of view, you probably wouldn't say this guy is well suited to powerlifting. Yeah. You know? But esports. Esports for you, pal. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean look at him, you know, he's doing the thing, he's getting way stronger, huge total PR, fighting mm. me to put more weight on the bar on every single attempt. I think he's sit Damn he's right. since made a public apology about that. Because <laughs> he realizes. Um but yeah, he 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 is a guy who's getting really strong and seems to just love training. And he's one of our programming. Um, how would I phrase that? He he avails of our programming service, uh, not yes. not our actual coaching service. So so that was yeah, it's cool to see see him getting strong. Um, Owen Murph competed, had a great yes. day out. Owen Murph Murph is just one of the like one of my like nicest athletes to work with he's just so easy to work with man he makes it mm. like i literally outline how the process works and he is stuck to that like you know every single detail so um yeah it was awesome to actually get to to do the thing with him on comp day and working you know comp day handling him on comp day was very similar to working with him in in all other aspects it was just like this is what i think okay i agree and we we do it Amazing. and it was yeah super straightforward and he had a great day with loads 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 left in the tank um he's a fella who you know we had some we had a great couple of blocks and then a couple little kind of ups and downs um but i think yeah his next comp out is going to be going to be a, a good one andrew ryan came in absolutely blue uh monster blue i think his last total out of the park um savage 300 pull to end the day and he used to have a little bit of a quirky lockout that often would result in downward movement calls um but he seems to have fixed that um, just with a little bit more patience at lockout, it seems. Mm. Um, so, so really, really nice. Um, then Saturday PM was a hilarious session because we had ten lifters, five, five lifters back to back, and it ran so so smoothly because we had all the coaches there. So that was great. Um, we had Karis, Karis Kenna, um, getting f- finally having the comp that I I think she deserved because Karis just trains. She just keeps showing up, mm. and um, she had a great day and and. You know, really enjoyed the day, so I was, I was really happy to um, to be there with her for that. O'Sheen, another strong young fella. Michael Wilson, great day. Mecca. Kyle Kenny, I think it was his first comp, and I couldn't believe he was because he's. I think Andrew coached him, and I've obviously I know I know of him. This is my first time meeting him, and I was just chatting away to him. Whatever, really nice young fella. Didn't realize he was actually sixteen, because the dude is strong. Like he's he's a strong strong 16 year old he's a fellow now i'll be definitely keeping an eye out um for i think he'll 
do a lot if uh, if he keeps showing up and doesn't mm. cut cut two weight classes as he was saying. Um, oh my god. <laughs> Leg had a great day. Mark Swain, Absolutely. also another fella who hit a total PR after some 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 time kind of working towards it. So that's great. Thomas McCarthy, just class to see him lift yourself. Peter Jack Brennan, not having <laughs> not having the day you'd hope for, uh, losing the the massive bet that he had with myself. Did he lose to Michael as well? I am pretty sure he did. I don't know the specifics. Have you spoken about this on the podcast? Our bet? Yeah. I think so. If not, I'll just quickly quickly mm-hmm. summarize it. So we had a bet on who would make the biggest percentage total improvement. And mm-hmm. it was like 200 euro or something to that effect. And so he initially, the terms were, it was based on my mock meet, which was like yes. 650 or something like that. And... um. And then like my total from Phenom, which was on, which was six seventy five, so not a very big percentage improvement. And it was his last competition versus this competition. Halfway through, we changed the odds just to make it a little bit more interesting. <coughs> Excuse me, to my last total, which was six thirty, to Phenom, which was six seventy five. Okay. So then, so then he would have needed like five oh seven point five or something to beat me, um, but he lost to both both sets of of odds. Just didn't. Just didn't have have the day, but mm. you know, in all seriousness, uh, all all the banter aside, I was actually really impressed with how he handled himself on the day because totally, totally. things weren't going his way, man. But he was still showing up and he was still trying his absolute heart out on every single attempt, and you know he keeps showing up. He trains consistently, so it's only a matter of time before it all does come together. In you know the day the day that he's been working towards and beyond. Absolutely. You know, it's just a case of him. And he's only young. I always forget how young Jack is. He's only like 21 or 22. Yeah. Um, so he just has to keep showing up and it will, you know, all, all the numbers he wants will, will be there in time. Um, mm. And his fourth attempt squat was hilarious because he took his third. Um, unfortunately, I think it was just a, a little uh, lapse of kind of um, concentration and he didn't get a rack command which mm. you know i know if you're the individual who that happens to it can be fairly you know frustrating but i've never sat in the ref's chair but i know i know from like kate and from talking to everyone who does that um it's long <laughs> it's totally. it's difficult to maintain your concentration so I, I don't judge anyone for for having one or two little you know slip ups there but anyway he didn't get the rack command on his third squat it was a mile high anyway. He might have even just straight <laughs> up failed it. I can't recall. I can't remember. No, I think he, I think he, quote unquote, got it. Like he stood yeah. up. Yeah. So he didn't get it anyway because it was it was high as a kite. And I asked him anyway. I was like, "Do you want? Do you want another go at it? Do you want a fourth attempt?" And he was like, "Yeah, go on." So, and so I went and I asked for a fourth attempt, which he was entitled to, given the fact that he didn't get the rack command, and he went yeah. out for a, his fourth attempt got super super hyped and i i was kind of thinking like fuck i actually think he has this and he goes out and it's somehow even higher than his third attempt it was way higher and it was it moved like an opener because it was two inches higher (laughs) than his high third attempt it was class yeah it was excellent i think i think it it was like two to one and we looked at i think there was one of the refs gave the white light and we looked and we were just laughing like yeah that was just a 
you know, a funny yeah. little thing. But I, I have to echo your sentiment on, and he took the day amazingly well. Like, and and I, I saw the the issue, if you want to call it that, with the lights. And honestly, my first impression was like, I bet I'd do that. Like, that's my fear. Like that, I would just be like, "Yep, straight to the lights," and it's like, "Oh shit!" Like, I, you know, I'm sure very, very easily done. A very difficult and predominantly thankless job. So look, these yep. things, these Certainly. things do happen. But Certainly. totally props to Jack. So we also had yeah. Shay in mm. that Saturday PM session. Man, Shay is is one of the most impressive lifters I've seen come around in a while. Mm. And just seeing his his growth into the 93 kilo class i'm gonna pull up his numbers here excuse the typing mm. um but so his last total man this is crazy looking at here so junior nationals 2022 wait what is this oh he didn't compete oh yeah so junior nationals 2022 um which was may he totaled 572.5 and last weekend he totaled 680 so i, I restrained myself from laughing super close into this mic pretty nice yeah and he put on about nine kilos nine and a half kilos of body weight and was oh, definitely tissue apparently yeah was definitely the most jacked human in that building on uh on that saturday afternoon his i think it's worth noting like I think his, his jump from his second to his third pull was significant to pull for the win. And I think I missed it on downward movement or on a, on a technicality like that. So I think his true kind of total on the day, as silly as this may sound, is probably much higher than that that's represented, you know. And it's, I, I think it was noted to me that he, he just missed national standards by two and a half kilos. So I think it's just, just on the cusp of it. But the, like you had said earlier on, this is a guy who's going to do damage in the days and weeks coming forward, do you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I had an intruder there. That's all right, that's okay. <laughs> I would for sure encourage him to just keep keep on that upward trend, kind of yeah. like like yourself. I would just say, man, skip ninety threes, keep going, keep going, and just keep facilitating growth. Don't be limiting yourself because if he is still growing, like he's lean, he is very very yeah, lean. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um. So I would love to see him just keep growing keep eating keep training mm. and, and see where that brings him because i think at 105 i think he would be he would be uh scary strong he's actually the 93 uh national bench champion uh, at the moment uh, as well. yes 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 what, what did he bench on the on the day there he benched 162.5 but i know he and he benched 170 at bench nats but he had been dealing with pretty severe i believe Heck or shoulder injury in the weeks leading up to competition that he almost was going to pull out, I believe. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, but um, I mean, he had a he benched one sixty two point five, you know, so very, very, very nice, very solid, all considering. So, mm. yep, another another sick lifter. Um, Sunday AM. Then of course we had my my little sister Leah. We had Aoife, me Carvel, um, who's one of my lifters I've been working with for for quite a while now. Absolutely, I love working with Aoife, another another lifter that's just so easy to to work with. Um, she'd had a bit of a difficult prep into comp, um, and just you know we, we were really going out just looking to kind of take whatever was there on the day, and she she ended up having a good day, all considering, of course, not the day that that she was hoping for, but definitely um, definitely a good day. And our last pull, which she just kind of missed on grip, 
um, would have been for a dots PR, which which mm-hmm. would have been cool, you know. And it, like I say, it was it was right there, you know. So so yeah. All considering the fact that we were coming out pulling for for a what what would have been a win on the day um, was fantastic, and I've no doubt that her her next comp will be will be another big one. Abigail Byrne. Uh, who hit a massive total PR as well. Another lifter to kind of keep an eye out for. She's very, very strong. And then I wasn't there on the Sunday PM. I don't think you were either, were you? No, I was I was bet. And I had forgotten to mention to Soraya that we'd be there for the two days. And there was some conflicting schedule stuff. And I was a shell on myself now, to be honest. So I, I did miss. It was a very, very busy evening flight. So we were very lucky to have uh, Cormac, Nathan, Andrew and Clarice leading the charge on that Sunday PM. I believe everyone got on very, very well. Yep, absolutely. I couldn't, I couldn't speak to individual performances now, to be honest. Uh, me either, me either. But I know there was lots of, you know, total PRs around, all, all around and, and mm. just kind of everyone seemed to kind of keep the goal, the goal. You know, even if training hadn't gotten well into it, everyone kept the goal, the goal and just did what did what they can on comp day. And kind of like yourself, after your opening squat, there's always going to be the next comp and, that's sure, it. all that matters is that you keep putting one foot in front of the other. I'll just shout everyone out regardless. So we had Ashling Doherty Madrigal, current junior national champ. Uh, Max Moriarty, an old name who, uh, who yeah. returned to the platform. Max competed. With the He's, original t-shirt as well. Yeah, awful. Max's <laughs> first competition was in uh, 2019 at the university comp in UCC, um, which is gas. So then we had Adam Lloyd, Pretty sure Adam had a great day. Jamie Rafferty, another fellow mm. who 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 I love to see getting stronger. Alfie, Alfie Johnson, one of my lifters. Um, total PR. Um, not not the perfect day. He'd had a bit of a rough lead up into the comp, and I think he he accidentally caught a few kilos as yeah. well. Um, uh, so he's another another lad who I'm very excited for what's to come with with his lifting. I think um as we definitely move up to to the 90, 93 kilo class. Going forward, uh, I think he's going to be one to watch out for. Dara Hardiman Smith, another fella, hit a massive total PR. Very and Cahal Doran. Um, I think, oh yeah, Cahal came second, right? In his class? Yes. Cahal's yeah. super strong. Super yeah, strong. really good strong. Good to see him having for, a good day. 100%. 100%. So that was the October Open. Is there anything else you want to kind of touch on? I wonder, I'm kind of thinking, is there anyone else? Because there was a bunch of familiar faces and, and people, I think, who hadn't competed in a long time. But I avoided the place Saturday morning just to try and, and, and manage fatigue and manage arousal, if, if nothing else. Um, but I know there was some big lifting going on that day. Like I said, Gags, Gags, Thomas and Oshin had had amazing days. Shay, Eli, all of them. It was a great 93 session. I want to thank Jordan Voss and Keen Robinson for helping out with, with my guys. Keen Robinson handled Michael Wilson because I was competing at the same time and I wouldn't have been in the right kind of mindset to, he was in the opposing flight as well. So Keane did a great job with, with Michael and Jordan handled Oshin and Leg the two really, really great days. Um, so it's, it's to have a support network like that, especially as a coach that people can help give you a dig out. Cause we, we've often talked about like, if you didn't have that kind of support network, you'd be hard pushed to find a time to be able to compete yourself do you know you'd find yourself very compromised and and one of the things that is kind of spurring me on to compete a little bit more often is is i think a note that you and keen robinson had about the utility of competing as a coach and what that does for for your coaching service if nothing else like keeps you 
in the game and, and relevant it keeps your brain ticking over and it stops you from getting kind of stale and complacent and if even just for the love of the game and for the love of your lifters and it, it can be super super valuable so that's that's something i'm hoping to do and it, it's only facilitated by working with coaches like e or working with like with lifters who who love it so much that they want to come in and want to help out and want to share that experience and help others have that experience is so so valuable and it's so cool to see and it's it, i think it's really cool that we have such an amount of people who are, are so willing to volunteer i think it says a lot about the community that we've developed in odyssey and it's something i'm super proud of yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. i think um i think sharing the experience is such an important thing mm. as a coach as well that's why i do think it's very important to you know train and if you can compete uh, as a coach as someone who's fallen down on both of those things from time to time um it definitely i'm definitely at my best as a coach when i'm when i'm both training and competing you know mm. just because you can just relate to the experiences of you know pretty much all your lifters the only lifters whose experiences maybe sometimes i i can't relate to are the ones who are just at, at a higher level you know those who are <laughs> fighting for for medals or competing internationally you know of course that's a different thing but um yeah i do think it's very important I do think it's very totally important for sure Awesome. Since since we last spoke, I might just finish on a on a couple of different notes. Since we last spoke, has Andrew has junior has junior worlds, junior euros, junior euros, euros has been yeah. and gone. Is yeah. that right? And you, Andrew, just Andrew at that. Andrew. Um. So yeah, it was it was kind of a last minute decision to do it because he had been in America on a J one and living life, enjoying himself. I think he lost a substantial amount of body weight, like close to ten kg. Mm. Uh, the only guy who goes to America like eats and drinks the shit out of it and loses weight it's like man what comes, is that comes about back more shredded yeah what is that about but anyway <laughs> yeah um so we kind of he, he got offered it and the deliberation was kind of like you know what's the point the kind of pro was like the experience and the, the cons were everything else but i think you know just the experience of doing another international comp um one out and and he decided to do it and i think it really was a catalyst for for very very good productive training for him that might not have been there had Mm. that comp not been on the horizon you know it could have been very easy for us to to come back from from the j1 kind of with the foot half on the pedal you know yeah uh and and not feeling real any real urgency knowing that our next comp isn't until junior nationals 24 um so he did it. I think did he match his total? He matched his total, hit a two point five kilo bench PR. Um <coughs> excuse me. Had a great day out. Really, really proud of him because I know that, you know, he would have been responsible for a lot of the calls that that were made regarding his attempts. And they were all absolutely spot on as I was sitting at home here watching. They were all exactly what I would have put on the board. Um mm. so yeah, no, very, very pleased and excited for himself and Cal's coming kind of 12 months or so as they both kind of stare down their their last couple of junior years or sorry last junior year as both you know very accomplished lifters Cal having won an open nationals winning best junior lifter in this year in 2023 you know Andrew just being like mainstay kind of golden boy being being having competed in, at international comps since he was 17 pretty much every year um so yeah we've we've sat down and 
and kind of culminated the bulk of the last four to six years, nearly seven years worth of effort between the two of them um, and come up with a tentative macro plan for the coming nearly 12 months. You know, we have pretty much sat down and outlined the next 12-ish months of training, um, knowing that for the two of them, it's going to be junior Nats and then all going well, junior Worlds followed by junior Euros. Um, and given that it's their Squeeze. last... Yeah, it, given that the last few drops out of that. Exactly. It's it's different to your normal, you know, 12 months of training. You know, it's it's a different task. So we're taking a slightly mm. different, more top-down approach. Like I say, it's still tentative, so it's it's still not kind of written in stone. But um yeah, super super exciting. Super exciting stuff. Awesome. I'd love to I'd love to get Andrew on and talk about like cuz I I feel like if you didn't acknowledge it or if you didn't stare down the face of this for like obviously me and you moving out of the juniors didn't mean a whole lot but for somebody like that who's who's had huge success as a junior lifter like that transition surely is tough and, and it, it's very much i don't want to say big fish in a small pond but, but you get the analogy that i'm kind of making moving out into the the ocean that is the open thing and, and like sorry you're not so special anymore this kind of thing i'm putting it very harshly but i'd love to to sit down and kind of talk about it and just see like how are you going to approach this because you see it with a lot of junior lifters even if they're very competitive on a national level like they can nearly get disillusioned with the sport moving into the open yep but you know so i'd love to I'd love to do that um i know for the two lads that <laughs> it won't be a case of taking the foot off the pedal at all anyway i know mm. It's the same for both of them. Um, this will be Cal's last year at 83. Um, so he'll have, he'll have spent essentially two years at 83. Um, that flew by. I know, yeah. Well, yeah, obviously, we have the whole of next year as well. But oh, yeah. <laughs> he'll he'll be moving up to 93 then. And he's coming for heads, really, at, at 93. And that's a very appropriate way of putting it when Cal is totally. involved. Uh, <laughs> because he, he wants to beat everyone. Uh, and same with Andrew, same with Andrew. And I, 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 I often find myself saying, don't forget about Drew, because I often feel he is forgotten about a little bit. Um, just with one thing and the other, he dealt with quite a lot of injury there around that kind of period of COVID. Came As soon as we kind of had worked through that bit of injury, his training absolutely exploded. Yeah. Uh, and then another little bit of injury, and we had you know quite a tough time working through dealing with pain experiences the inevitability of mm. pain experiences in training um but he's definitely out the other end of that in a lot of ways and we've really built and and refined and polished our toolkit um surrounding dealing with those those instances in in training um so i'm super super excited for for andrew's next few years of competing and, and it's the same for him man he's 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 already looking at like you know the 105s uh, nationally yeah. and and wants to be a player there and i have absolutely no doubt that he will be so yeah exciting stuff for sure we i wanted to mention or just note that we have christmas clash coming up i don't want to drag this out too long and uh, a couple of bodies doing that that's in three weeks time that came around super super quickly yeah um, you, you have a couple of bodies i've won one simple soul <laughs> doing it who i love to love to make fun of i <laughs> mr jack ryan uh, making his debut as an 83 kilo lifter as a lighter 83 kilo lifter he's he's a big he's a big small man to be fair to him so it's he's his training has gone really really well in the build-up to this so I'm, I'm super excited but we have, we have a couple of more to my knowledge 
uh, just to highlight on to, as something to look forward to over the coming the coming weeks indefinitely if you're if you're not involved as a coach or a lifter or as an organizer I, I absolutely encourage you to come along as a spectator and watch it because it's 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 like this nearly like a concept meet do you think that's kind of fair to say it's it's a new breed of competition in the RSPF and I'm super super excited to see how it goes along or maybe it's it's like because we, we used to have a couple of different competitions that were were very out there and very different and maybe this is like a this is a kind new of wave of it you know this is kind of a bit of an awkward middle child of a comp though at the same time because <laughs> it its is, it existence is. is only there because to kind of bridge us between nationals 23 and nationals 24 given that it'll be an 18 month period between the two given it had to change based on the way the international calendar was going to change. So this is essentially a nationals, you know, without calling it a nationals. This is your um, your chance to to kind of qualify for for international comps next year or or the like, you know. So, um, Mm. yeah, no, it's going to be good. And I do highly encourage people to just come hang out, watch. It'll be in in the Radisson Hotel, Radisson Airport Hotel. Um, There's a bar close by use you know avail of it and enjoy some lifting and it's going to be some totally. good lifting yeah we have a few lifters we might touch on that between now and then anyway um totally, properly sure. with a bit more prep uh in, in another episode but for sure it's going to be going to be a good one um going to be a good one cool An- another thing to mention um is that we have the five years of odyssey and birthday party yes. slash meetup next weekend so just so I don't make any mistakes, I'm going to pull up the date here. So it is the 11th of November, Saturday, the 11th of November. We will be meeting at Phenom Gym at 4 p.m. All are welcome. It's not limited to Odyssey. Um, you know, if you just want to come hang out, meet some people, do some training and then go out and have a good time after, please do come along. I would love to see absolutely everyone there. So again, 4 p.m. Saturday, the 11th of november we'll meet in phenom and we'll probably meet up then later in the night in the pavilion in cork at around nine ish um cool. but we'll kind of confirm that on the day so again please do come along if you're even in the least bit interested uh it'll be a lot of fun one other note if you're waiting on any odyssey merch and you are one of the few people who made it this far please bear with us there's been a couple of issues with just the a couple of rare issues i should say with the um, printing side of things. So they are coming shortly. So thanks very much for your patience. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of the Odyssey podcast. We will be back again soon. All the best.